after Justin Fields goes three for three and two spectacular plays, one to DJ Moore and one to Khalil Herbert that end up in the end zone. The Bears are destined for the Super Bowl this year, so we're going to be breaking that down the entire season here on the Sports Cubicle with the marvelous one, Dan Marver, Devin Tingle, Paul Shavari, I'm Mike Mercado, and since we are feeling all the vibes, Devin, here after a successful preseason win for the Chicago Bears, they're going to be hanging up banners. Matt Eberflus now 4-0 and in the preseason, so that means they are obviously on their way to destiny. But the vibes are good. We're having fun. So that means it is time to do something that everybody loves, everybody enjoys in the sports world. It's bracket time, Devin. So obviously, in Chicago, we've never had a, you know, what you would call a very mm, popular and you more consensus beloved quarterback in the NFL. We've had quarterbacks. We've had some guys that were somewhat popular, some that people felt bad for. Not many that end up on a top 15 power rankings in the NFL like they have right now. Hey, Rex Grossman finished in the top 20 in 2006, so he was close. I'm sorry, Rex Grossman's mom. So the whole idea of today's episode is brackets. We are putting the 32 quarterbacks. This is consensus from all the major power rankings from ESPN, CBS, The Athletic, PFF, all that good stuff that all those nerds are reading. And that is how the bracket was created, from 1 to 32. Obviously, number 1, Patrick Mahomes. It is a one and done, and we're going to go to crown the best quarterback, the bracket challenge here on the sports cubicle who wins this tournament and it is fun because normally the Chicago Bears will have a quarterback down at like 30 27 at the highest maybe 17 but this year they have one that consensus was pretty high at number 12 so a top 15 quarterback so that should be a lot of fun but would you like to hear the bracket or do you want to just do it as we go along Let's get all the names first. Sounds good. So at our number one seed, the first matchup, it is Patrick Mahomes versus the quarterbacks over in Washington, either Sam Howe or Jacoby Brissett. In the 17-16 matchup, you have Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr. The 9-24 matchup is Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo. 25-8, and Mac Jones at 25, and Dak Prescott at 8. The 528 is Jalen Hurts against the Tennessee quarterbacks, either Ryan Tannehill and Will Levis. 21 and 12 is Geno Smith versus Justin Fields. That's a tough matchup for young QB1. Kirk Cousins versus Kyler Murray at the 1320. 29 and 4, Jordan Love coming in at 29 for the Packers. Number 4, Justin Herbert. Number three, Josh Allen. Number 30, Desmond Ritter, the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. At 19, Brock Purdy. 14, Russell Wilson in that matchup. At 11, it's Deshaun Watson versus number 22, C.J. Stroud, the young rookie quarterback. At 27, Anthony Richardson or Gardner Minshew versus Lamar Jackson. Trevor Lawrence at 7 against 26, Kenny Pickett. 23, Bryce Young against number 10, Tua Tunga-Vailoa. 15, Jared Goff, Daniel Jones, number 18. And number 31, Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask against number 2, Joe Burrow. (laughs) Before we go any further, anything stand out to you from the 32 ranking so far? Well, I feel the overall number 1 pick is going to be pretty obvious, which might make this boring, so I won't kind of do any spoilers there. Uh, there are a lot of teams that don't have a starting quarterback yet, I've kind of noticed here, and there's definitely some numbers that make me scratch my head just a little bit. I did not see Justin Fields at number 12. I mean, top 20, I thought he's going to tie with Rex Grossman, get in there. But, you know, it's definitely interesting to see, you know, that there are other people now actually seeing that Justin Fields is a viable quarterback. We just hope this pans out into the field as well. 
And it's really goes to show how there are a lot of great quarterbacks in the league, and then there is a drop-off still. And it's like anything in the NFL, right, where we think it's, it is very top-heavy, but you see some of these names, and then when you get to a certain cutoff point, you're like, oh, yeah, there is a struggle bus there. Where are you going if you have certain guys on your team? You know, like, they have Kyler Murray here as a consensus 20. A lot of that is injury, right, because we know when healthy – any team would like to have Kyler Murray unless you have Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, or Joe Burrow. You know, yeah. like there's only a handful of teams that you wouldn't go over him. But, you know, Geno Smith versus Justin Fields at the 21-12. That's a fun one. You and I are talking about, like, it could go either way. And just around, like, Trevor Lawrence and Kenny Pickett in real life, Kenny Pickett playing for the Steelers might have more success when it comes to winning. But Trevor Lawrence... I think at seven already really goes to show where his trajectory might be. So why don't we get right into it and and see how this all breaks out. So the number one seed, Patrick Mahomes versus the 32, Sam Howe and Jacoby Brissett. So Washington's going to struggle. huh? That might be a little bad. Still waiting to see what happens with Chase Young. I mean, now that the Bears got Ngakwe, they're not going to get Chase Young, but still trying to see what they're going to do if they're going to pay the young man. I mean, it's it's pretty clear Washington's looking to kind of Blow it up, I guess. A Get into Caleb bit. Williams sweepstakes next season. Yeah, the exactly. They're Q- I, they're Q- gonna kind of do what the Bears did last yeah. year. I mean, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Maybe sort of do what the Bears did last year. No one can confirm that exactly. And it's pretty clear what Washington wants to do, especially with new ownership coming around. Like they're probably gonna tank it right now. Blame the whole thing on Rivera. Fire his ass. And then yeah, you know, going for the next, you know, build through the draft, I guess. So let me ask you, Patrick Mahomes, the number one, he's going to move on, obviously. How, where do you think, do you think that there's a drop-off for Patrick Mahomes anytime soon? Obviously, the roster, there's a lot of turnaround. But they find weapons, they find them under certain kind of contract control. And I think as long as Patrick Mahomes is there, right, and he's healthy, he makes him special with Andy Reid's play calling. But you think it's pretty unanimous that he's still the number one quarterback in the league, right? Oh, absolutely here. As we kind of looked, you know, everyone's like, when uh, Tariq Hill left the Chiefs, people are like, oh, it was, it was a Patrick Mahomes or it was a Tariq Hill? We saw in Miami. It was definitely Patrick Mahomes here. And I, I, I will say, Andy Reid, I think, is one of the best coaches in the entire NFL. The dude made Alex Smith look like a friggin' MVP some years. And I, I'm not going to diss Alex Smith. I think he was a fine player, but he's an any like Super Bowl contender, he's not the starting quarterback here. And everyone, oh, the Bears should draft Mahomes. No, we would have screwed his ass up, and Mitch Trubisky would have led the uh, Chiefs to you know three. What they're going for Super Bowl number three now? Yeah, yeah, their third Super Bowl this season. So yeah, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Like I don't, I don't want to say who's going to win number one. It's too obvious. But right now, I say Patrick Mahomes is clearly better than the Washington Commanders, and who he's better than the entire team. I think he gets paid more than the entire team combined, too. So, yeah, that's an easy move forward, right? Like, I think Patrick Mahomes moves on. This is an interesting one. This is Matthew Stafford at 17, Derek Carr at 16. I think Matthew Stafford, obviously a Super Bowl winner, a big win against the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Bengals were right there to win it if it wasn't for Aaron Donald being an absolute monster. But I think right here I have to go Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr in New Orleans, New Vibes. I think Matthew Stafford could only take so much of a beating, you know, and that L.A. team is in such, I don't want to say this made, but they're in such a rebuild because of basically unloading and what they did with all these contracts and bringing in all these veterans. I think Derek Carr in a new home kind of has a, a new 
look at life. Chris Olave is a heck of a, a wide receiver. I think he's got weapons on there. I think in a bad division, too, I would go Derek Carr. Okay, Paul, calm down there for a minute here. This is where I wish Paul were here for the tiebreaker because I definitely don't see Derek Carr being that guy, and especially now that Sean Payton is no longer in New Orleans. And again, I'm going to say it again. Sean Payton, much better coach because take a look at Drew Brees with the Chargers. He was the number two guy. He got benched Philip Rivers. No disrespect, Philip Rivers. He goes to New Orleans, ends up winning the Super Bowl. And Sean Payton isn't there this year, so I'm sorry. I don't see Derek Carr having that much of a different success level. I mean, he had some good weapons out in Las Vegas. He had Devontae Adams. You know, if Paul were here, he'd be schlobbing all over this microphone talking about how great Devontae Adams was last year. Can I say schlobbing on the radio? No, no, no. I hope so. We'll find out here. But I'm sorry. I'm not going to see Derek Carr as that guy right now. How are we going to settle a tiebreaker, Mercado? Coin flip like the NFL. All right. Heads will be Derek Carr as this higher seed, and Matthew Stafford will be tails. The coin is up, and it is... Tails, so Matthew Stafford moves on. Suck it, Paul. In the 9-24 matchup, it's Aaron Rodgers at 9, Jimmy Garoppolo at 24. Aaron Rodgers? I don't want to say it, but yeah. So we'll go ahead and move Aaron Rodgers. Have you been watching Hard Knocks? I don't have Netflix, so no. Uh, It's on HBO. I don't have HBO Max. Uh, Yeah, I've actually found... Aaron Rodgers to be a lot more likable in in damage control that he is doing post-Green Bay. So I think it's really interesting to see. That team is going to be nasty. That team is going to be really good. Like, if they can stay healthy and that offensive line doesn't get him killed, he's got weapons. They got, And we know what he could do with lack of wide receivers, let alone when he actually has, like, Garrett Wilson. They have a chance to be really nasty. But I do feel the Jets are another team that's just kind of cursed. It could be one of those things where the Jets are just going to Jets like the Detroit Lions do, but Aaron Rodgers might be the the counter to any curse a team might have. But so let's we'll have to take wait a look when they brought in Brett Favre, how well he did. And then he went to Minnesota and finished fourteen and two. Yeah, again, and, and circumstances matter. Like it's not a dominant New England team anymore. Right. It's a dip, you're now playing against the Dolphins and the Bills. And again, you have to wait to see them to prove it for them to have those moments in order for me to be like, yeah, they're for sure the stalwart of that division. So it, it's up in here. That's Aaron Rodgers is still going to be a big conversation in Chicago, even though he's playing in New York. Absolutely. But we move on to. The 25 and 8 matchup. It's Mac Jones versus Dak Prescott. So 25 Mac Jones, 8 Dak Prescott. I mean, we're going to move on with uh, the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, right? Like, that's a pretty easy, simple one, right? Yeah, the fact that Mac Jones was fighting for his job with Zappy last year, yeah. it definitely kind of proves that's like New England does not have Tom Brady anymore. And, well, they haven't had him for years and he's retired now. As far as we know, fully retired. But yeah, Dak Prescott, you know, he's made the playoffs how many times now? A whole bunch. I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, he came off of that big injury with his ankle, and they have the weapons. They don't have Zeke anymore, but to see what happens with Tony Bollard, and, you know, they obviously have CeeDee Lamb. We'll see how much he takes that next step, and they paid Dak Prescott a lot of money. So it's time to see if, if he could take a very tough division with the Eagles and the Giants who were competitive last year. You know, even though you have a, a bottom dweller in Washington, I mean, it, the NFC East, we know, plays each other hard. So it'll be interesting to see that. But we'll move forward with Dak Prescott. I think that's an easy one. Jalen Hurts, Ryan Tannehill, Will Levis is the 5-28 and 28 matchup. They're going to move on with Jalen Hurts. But let me ask you this. Do you think the come down, the reality of what the Eagles might have to face is missing the playoffs? Because we do know... If you make a Super Bowl, you better win it because it is so tough to get back to it if you don't win. Yeah, as we saw with the, uh, what was the last time the Bears made the Super Bowl after 2006? Oh, that's right, never. I mean, it's still a little early to say that with the Bengals. But, you know, it's definitely one of those things where I 
do think the Eagles are going to be a dominant team, and I definitely think they're going to take that division hands down here. Do I see them making the Super Bowl again this year? Uh, maybe. I'd have to really sit down and look at every schedule. The Eagles may be so mad I wanted to swear. But I definitely do see them taking that division, not getting knocked out in the first round. This is not the Eagles that, uh, you know, won the Super Bowl a couple years back. Not the Eagles that the Bears double doinked against. I'm still mad about that. But I definitely see Jalen Hurts just being the superior quarterback here. Any team that doesn't have a starting quarterback, I think automatically loses by default. Yeah, I agree with that. And speaking about teams that seem like they have their quarterbacks, but going in different directions strictly off of age, you have the 21 seed Geno Smith against the 12 seed Justin Fields. So taking away the Chicago homerism, Geno Smith is a professional NFL quarterback, and he made that Seattle team Relevant last year, he, with the weapons of Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and Kenneth Walker, they they really came out of nowhere in a tough, usually a very tough NFC West. I think if you're doing the entire package, not just what's on the field, but your future and expectations, I think you go fields. I think if you go off of history, you go with Geno. So I think it's a tough... A tough bargain. I think for me, this is when then the homerism comes in. I would go Fields. If you're asking me, your franchise is starting tomorrow. Who do you ha- who do you want as your starting quarterback out of these two? I think he's still Justin Fields. Now, ten years ago, might have been a little different, but we're talking about right now the 21 seed versus the 12 seed. I don't know. Well, ten years ago, Geno Smith was on the Jets and he was terrible here. And this is where I'm going to push back with you. We're going to have a little bit of a tiebreaker here because it is kind of tough here. But I hate Pete Carroll. I hate Pete Carroll. I cannot stress how much I do not like Pete Carroll enough here. But as we saw with Russell Wilson in Seattle versus Russell Wilson in Denver, and as we're seeing with Geno Smith in New York and all the other teams he played for, and Geno Smith in Seattle, it's clear that Seattle knows how to build a quarterback. It's insane. If only the Bears had a staff like the Seattle Seahawks have. And it makes me very upset because I don't like Pete Carroll one bit. I cannot stress that enough here. But we saw when the Seattle Seahawks traded away Russell Wilson, got a plethora of draft picks, and it was expected to have Drew Locke as their starting quarterback. And then Geno Smith comes in. It proves that this Seattle Seahawks team was still the same. They made the playoffs. I think they did better this year than they did the last year with Russell Wilson. I'd have to go back and look here. But Seattle knows how to develop a quarterback here as we're seeing it here. It doesn't matter if it's Russell Wilson, if it's Geno Smith, hell, Seattle could probably take Mitch Trubisky and find a way to make the playoffs with him. Because I hate to say it, Pete Carroll and his staff know how to develop quarterbacks. Something that, as we know, Mercado Chicago has not been very good at doing here. So we're going to have to coin flip here. This is not a stab at Justin Fields. This is a stab at the Bears organization management. If you listen to the show, you know I hate coaches. No, and it makes sense too. I think when we talk about guys who come in and are curse breakers, you know, like can Aaron Rodgers be the guy that legitimizes the Jets in the modern day era? Is Justin Fields maybe not the one that's going to win the Super Bowl or an MVP, but is he the quarterback that establishes the Bears as they can finally find one? Developing is so tough in the NFL. I think a lot of development is putting the guy in the right place, the right situation to accentuate their talent. I also think that the player has to be special. You know, like we know everybody's talented in the NFL. Because if you look at Will Levis or if you look at Sam Howell, who's already been eliminated, Sam Howell looks great in shorts and a t-shirt throwing the ball with no defenders, hitting targets. Like these guys are superstars because they are great quarterbacks to make it in the NFL. 
but you have to be special. And I think Geno Smith is special, but then there's levels, again, to being special, right? Like, how much better, how much more special, how much more of a unicorn can you be in an island full of them? And Justin Fields feels like the things that he does great, that he's special in. It's the stuff that he doesn't do great. That's the question mark. That could really be a detriment to the long term of his career. And I think that's why this is a coin flip situation. Because it's not just as simple as, yes, it should be this or it should be that. So, Justin Fields is the higher seat. He'll be the heads. It is up in the air. It is down. It is heads. Justin Fields moves on to the next round. We'll see. I think it'll be a little bit more definitive as this continues because he's got a tough matchup in the next round. Do you need to change your shorts, Mercado, or can we continue? Absolutely not. I want Everybody to see the results. Kirk Cousins, Kyler Murray, 13 and 12, 13 and 20th seed. Kirk Cousins is a dangerous quarterback in certain situations. Kirk Cousins has awesome weapons. The Vikings are going to be in barn burners. Kirk Cousins also just knows how to lay an egg and almost seems like a likable dork doofus who just like has butterfingers sometimes in his fingers and will cost the game likable dork we, we can get rid of one of those words perhaps but i don't i don't find him offensive when it comes to like aaron Rodgers offends my senses for what he's done to me all these years i don't have that vitriol towards kirk cousins or towards jared Goff now or back in the day matthew stafford they don't irk me the way some quarterbacks do. And I feel that way about Kirk Cousins. It's almost, he's good, but I never feel like he's going to break your heart more often than not. Kyler Murray seems like a dude who can. Seems like if he hunkers down and pays maybe 10% more attention and maybe gives 5% more effort, can be a top five quarterback. This is a tough one. I don't know. I think because of the injuries, we have to go Kirk Cousins. I was going to say that, too, not to mention Kirk Cousins has – if we're going by pure quarterback, are we going by just team in general here? Because Kirk Cousins has way more weapons yeah. than Kyler Murray does. And, you know, as you just said, Kirk Cousins, has he ever had an injury? I mean, whatever he's had, he's never been known to be injury-prone, you know, and he's never had, like, at least off top of Dome, a catastrophic injury the way Kyler Murray is going to recover from. Right. And as I've been saying before, Kirk Cousins is dangerous here. He has all the potential to be a top five QB. It's just I think he plays for the wrong team. If he played a much better team, I definitely think he'd be in that conversation here. But I think last year, God, at one point he was leading the league and he was like in the top five touchdowns and passing yards and like in top five of like lowest interceptions. So this is my you bring up a very interesting point about playing on a certain team and not playing on a certain team because we talked about the Mahomes Trubisky thing where you get drafted by a certain team it doesn't guarantee the outcome will be the same as in actual reality but I think the Vikings are a good team I think the problem with the Vikings is sometimes it was coaching sometimes it was dumb mistakes sometimes it was Kirk Cousins making that mistake but let me ask you this As a Bears fan, as somebody who likes the NFL all around, loves watching the league, we play fantasy football, put some allowance on some bets every once in a while, right? What would you give to have for the last two years for Justin Fields to have had Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson and some of these other receivers like an Adam Thielen that Kirk Cousins had? That is a good – they had Dalvin Cook coming from that. Alexander Madison was their backup running back. It goes to show that it does take a magical, and it's weird word to use in such an analytical sport and the way we try to talk about these things, but Joe Burrow with Jamar Chase and no offensive line 
did work with Joe Mixon and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, you know? Justin Herbert, we're still waiting to see him do that. But we could see it, the magic kind of in there. I do think that there is something to... It can't always be the organization. Sometimes you need to be special to make that next giant leap to Super Bowl champion. Let me ask you this. Maybe the counter to my argument is Matthew Stafford. Matthew always kind of, Stafford always kind of had the magic, right? Even when he had the broken shoulder, goes down the field, scores a touchdown, and limps off of the field. Like, we knew he was special, but it wasn't until he had Sean McVay. And he he had Megatron, yeah. but then you have Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, you know, go down the list, of whether it's Cooks or Woods, or and then that defense, obviously. So I think it's a really interesting conversation because Kirk Cousins moves on, but in the next seat, we talk about development. Jordan Love at 29 against Justin Herbert, number four. We're going to put Herbert already on. We know. I think Herbert's one of the four or five quarterbacks we would trade Justin for. Like, we would drive him to the airport. We would pack his bags to bring back Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes. Would, would you agree, like, that's where Herbert belongs? I misunderstood you at first. I thought you said we're going to do it for Jordan Love. I'm like, I'm about to super. Absolutely not. Absolutely right not. Now. We're, we're, we're going to get to the Jordan Love stuff in a second. Let's just give Herbert his flowers. Absolutely. Uh, Dreamboat quarterback, right? Yes. Like, that's what we all want in our QB, right? Like, he's he's the he's the, the, the Prince Charming, uh, you know, him and Joe Burrow, right? Like, this is this is the cream of the crop. Yeah, I definitely would say they're in the top five here. I mean, I can't think, you know, they're, they're up there as quarterbacks I'd like to see on my team, you know. If only the Bears would have, you know, uh, maybe, God, I mean, just if we didn't have the whole insert this player is our quarterback thing that Lovey Smith liked to always say. Hey, uh, you know what? I'm going to just pr- just thank goodness that we're at least in this reality where they might have a special one. But yes. Jordan Love doesn't look special right now. We know I'm not going to cut Green Bay out. Sorry, I'm 33 years old. I've only seen them develop Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And then the guys that didn't stay there went to Seattle and became great quarterback. You know what I mean? Uh, Matt Flynn did? I'm sorry, Matt Hasselbeck. I was thinking Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn's a great call of somebody who went to a team, got paid a lot, and lost his job to a third-round rookie. But Green Bay made him look good. He looked good that game, that Monday night football game. So do you think Jordan Love is going to be a bust? Where, Where are you on the Jordan Love thing? Well, it was so much fun seeing people on uh, Twitter, or I have to call it X now, screw off Elon, seeing people, Packers fans especially, and I'm going to actually try and get some Packers podcasts to be on our show eventually. There's a little, uh, you know, teaser for the future. But so many people are going, oh my God, we have the next Hall of Famer. We're going to the Super Bowl. Jordan Love looked great in preseason. Mitchell Trubisky looked great in preseason. You remember, Ricardo? People were saying the same thing about the Bears. They're going to the Super Bowl. Mitch Trubisky's going to do it here. Jordan Love made, what, two starts last year? And in both those starts, he looked awful. Now, he may have just had that, you know, sort of rookie rust. He may not have been learning from Aaron Rodgers out the field. The Packers were kind of just falling apart as a team a little bit last year, which is so much fun to see. And I know you – I don't want to count Jordan Love out either because you, you never know in this league, but yeah. – I personally think this might be the first time in our lifetime we'll see Green Bay fall to like fourth place. That'd be fascinating if we end up seeing them in fourth. I mean, the division is going to go through Chicago, Detroit, and Minnesota right now. Anything can happen. There's still two more preseason games. There's three weeks left. Like, there's a lot left to, to happen as of this recording. But I definitely do think that we know how it's setting up, whether it pays off that way is, is another story. But we move on to 1914. It's Brock Purdy. It's Russell Wilson. Brock Purdy, if healthy, 
make San Francisco a contender, but as a quarterback, I'm still taking Russell Wilson. Now, it's interesting because if it was la- – well, after last year's performance where Russell Wilson looked terrible, yeah. I might pick Purdy. But they now have Sean Payton. As you remember I said earlier, Sean Payton was able to make Drew Brees a great quarterback here. So I definitely do – I'm going to go with Russell Wilson here too because I definitely think Sean Payton can help bring back the Russell Wilson of two years ago. Man, that's crazy to say. You know, it's tough for Wilson. I think even if he's okay, right, even if he's at this number, 14 – the problem is you're still playing against the Chiefs twice, the Chargers twice. Like alone, that's four games against guys who, with quarterbacks that are obviously better than yours. But, you know, when you're only putting up one touchdown or zero touchdowns, yeah. maybe maybe if you're lucky getting two, plus 200 yards, okay. that's the quarterback of the other team doesn't matter if you can't throw for crap either. Yeah, to begin with, right. You're not going to win anything if you can't score to begin with. But it just goes to show all the obstacles you go through when you're playing the AFC West. And I think that's what Derek Carr went through, talking about, you know, Pauly's Raiders when he was the starting quarterback for that team. So what I used to tell him all the time before the Bears got Justin Fields was, I would take Derek Carr because he's not going against that division six times. The NFC North is completely different than the AFC West, and that's historical too, right? Like, we know what the Bears want to do this season where it's running and they they want to implement high-flying offense and fast offense, but we know the concept is speed. The AFC West, it's always speed. It's always offenses that are going over the top. Like, And I think that's what happens to Russell Wilson where it might be a decline of talent. Nathaniel Hackett might not have been a good head coach. And you had injuries. So now we're at a point where you have Sean Payton. You don't have Tim Patrick, I believe, but you still have Jerry Judy. You still have Cartland Sutton. You're going to have Javante Williams. So we'll see how it all plays out. But, yeah, I'm going to go Russell Wilson with this as well. In one of the more unlikable ones, number 11, Deshaun Watson, 22, C.J. Stroud, rooting for the kid. Going to be see interesting how the Texans play out, but Deshaun's the better quarterback on film. Like, I can't take away from whatever weird, the weird, at the very least, the weirdo stuff, at the most extreme, the criminal stuff he did. But I can't take away the man's ability. Like, when he's on, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And if he's good, the Browns are going to be good. And a tough division, talk about tough divisions, you know, historically, but we have to go Deshaun in this one, right? I mean, I it was a bad. It was bad last season, right? Like we agree, he hadn't played football in oh, like yeah. 300 days. It was bad last year, but still, if you had a choice right now to start a franchise and all their history was taken away, you probably will still start with the Sean over CJ. It's but tough. If I had to start a franchise, I would pick Stroud. But I was, I've been saying this about Watson. He is. He reminds me a lot of Carson Palmer, just with a little bit more talent, as he's very overrated. And I feel like his attitude is going to. Hurt his career. Palmer was in the league for a long time. He made teams dangerous, whether it was Cincinnati, Arizona, or Oakland. Yeah, but look at how everything fell out with Cincinnati there. No, I agree. But, like, also that team was a really weird – that was, you know, that, those Bengals teams, You remember, if you remember, those were the Cowboys of the 90s were – except for the winning. They weren't winning, yeah. but they were causing trouble. You know what I mean? Like, that was an interesting situation. But I think just because we can, see your child's going to move on. Okay. How about it? You know what? Just because we can, and it's our show here on the Sports Cubicle with the Marvelous One, Dan Marver, Devin Single, Paul Shavari, and myself, Mike Mercado, doing our bracket tournament of the 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL as preseason kicks on. We don't want Deshaun Watson to move forward. He won't move forward. CJ Stroud is moving forward. We don't even have to do it. I've already put it on for us. But Lamar Jackson moves on from Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew. You need to have one quarterback to even compete here. So we'll move on from that one. I'm moving on with this one. 
I could see why Pittsburgh fans would be mad at us, but it's the seventh seed, Trevor Lawrence, the 26th seed, Kenny Pickett. If you're just joining us again, these seedings are their consensus power rankings amongst the major networks and websites and analytics. So that's where these numbers are coming from. So I think Trevor Lawrence moves on, obviously, because he has potential to be top five special. But where are you at on him? Trevor Lawrence made the playoffs last year. Let's just start by that. Trevor Lawrence looks amazing. He was drafted in the same class as Justin Fields, which I think if we look back, we could talk about how that was another really good quarterback. Especially between those two, yeah. year especially. Trevor Lawrence is just Justin Fields, but he can also pass, too. He's yeah. not going to run as much as Justin Fields. He's going to compromise a little bit because, you know, you got to balance it out. But I definitely feel like Trevor Lawrence is the all-around package. The Jacksonville Jaguars have been pretty dang bad for a while They've even had, you know, they had Nick Foles. Remember when he was supposed to save the Bears? They have a nice team right now with a, uh, a Christian Kirk and a Calvin Ridley. He could stay on the field and Travis Etienne and Doug Peterson as their head coach. They're gonna. We were talking about this and not having Urban Meyer more. They're gonna be serious. I was just gonna say they have a competent coach. And to close on this, Trevor Lawrence has the best hair in all of NFL. Amen. So he'll move on. It's gonna be fun to see him in Fields. Hopefully continue to kind of be the the bar for each other that'd it's, be fun it's nice see also nice seeing i hate to say this seeing teams that were once bad now kind of rising up there and they're not the laughing stocks anymore as we were mentioning about justin herbert top five guys like unanimous and without even any question josh allen at number three desmond ritter at 30 we're both going to move on with josh allen here but it's funny to see josh allen because out of the, the young studs right like joe burrow got there justin herbert has to prove it I think Josh Allen has the most pressure out of them now because we've seen all the special stuff, we've seen all the highlights, and we've seen them get to the AFC Championship. We've seen them get to those moments and lose. Unlike the Bengals who were able to kind of get over that hump and get to the big game, Bills haven't done that yet. And while you and I would give up everything in Soldier Field to have Josh Allen as the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears— the fact remains is he is here now. This is his dilemma. This is the the world he lives in. Josh Allen has to prove it this year, next year. Like it has to happen. I don't think it's going to happen this year though, for two reasons. Um, one, the Bills have a history of losing Super Bowls, and two, Josh Allen is this year's Madden cover boy, and we all know about the Madden curse. Even though John Madden says it's been broken, it doesn't exist. R.I.P. John Madden. No one who's been on the cover has won a Super Bowl yet. And the Bills, with their history of losing, for the four, the only team to do a four peat, as sad as that is, Josh Allen. Again, I would give my left. Uh, I'm not going to pinky. Say it. Yeah, left pinky. Sure, I don't think I can say the word on radio, yeah. and I'm not going to push it. But yeah, Josh Allen definitely going to make the playoffs this year. I can see him being the guy to break the Bills curse, the Madden curse. I'm not going to hold my breath though. It's going to be interesting, but yeah, I mean, a, a special quarterback. Bryce Young at 23, Tua Tungavailoa as the 10th seed. I think Bryce Young is Tua, except probably going to be better. But Tua, like, it's not that he has ankle issues, shoulder issues, finger issues. His brain gets injured. And, like, I like Tua Tungavailoa, like, legitimately. So it's hard for me to say that you could put all your eggs into that basket. I'm going to say this. I feel the Dolphins will have a better record this year, but I feel like Bryce Young, well, the Panthers don't have a lot of weapons right now. I think they're going to compete, though. I mean, you know I've been talking about that, especially with the Bears having their pick. I definitely think they're going to be a little bit better. I mean, look at half their division. You're going to play six games against teams that aren't going to be all that great to begin with. Fair, but I just, I don't know. I uh, 
you never see a you rarely see a first year quarterback go to the playoffs. I think Andrew Luck's one of the. There's few a few exceptions. times it's happening more and more now as rookie quarterbacks are becoming starters, but yes. it is going to be a. a effort from Bryce Young to do that, but I think they're going to be in in the NFC South, but let's. I think we both go Tua based off of how good the Dolphins are going to be, how good he is when he's playing, and yeah. history, but I think if we do this next year, there's a chance Bryce Young just becomes Tua, yeah. especially put weapons on him, so we could go ahead and move on with that one. Jared Goff, Daniel Jones. Look, I'll, I'll say it. Jared Goff is not that bad of a quarterback, and with that offense, that team, I'll take Jared Goff right now over Daniel Jones. Oh, yeah, he absolutely works. I've been saying this. He works so well with the Detroit Lions offense here. And Jared Goff, he had that famous speech where he says, I wish I won that bleeping Super Bowl. I definitely think he could, you know, be the guy to break the Lions curse. God, there's so many curses in the NFL, Mercado. It's a sad time. He might play them into an NFC North championship. Oh, yeah, he's a, he has very, a chance to do it. Very good quarterback. He works well with this team. And I just think that's the case here. It's like Matt Stafford was good with the Lions, but as we know, Matt Stafford was an ass. Yeah. Uh, long, long, long pause. Hole. Yeah. So I definitely think a guy with Jared Goff who has a good head on his shoulders in that, you know, organization can definitely do great things. 31-2 and two seed, Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask out in Tampa Bay. Oh, how the mighty have fallen since Tom Brady left. Against Joe Burrow on number two. We're moving on with Joe Burrow, but really, I think... Obviously, we don't have to say anything. Any team besides the Kansas City Chiefs are giving up their entire franchise for Joe Burrow. Yeah, absolutely here. Unless it was Baker Mayfield like four years ago. Stop it. We're not doing this. All right, so we're going to do the Lightning. We got our chance to do the the analysis, get a little bit off of our chest, get a little football meatball-ish here, but it's Lightning round. We're not going to shut up, but okay. (laughs) So we got the next round, and we're going to see how fast we can make these split decisions because it's getting close. And it's getting to these teams where all of a sudden the gap starts to close a little bit more and more. Patrick Mahomes and Matthew Stafford, I think we're both going to go Mahomes, right? I don't want to spoil who's going to be number one, so sure, we'll go Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott. I'm still going to go Aaron Rodgers on this one. I don't know where you're at, but I think Dak Prescott, good quarterback, has always had weapons, has always had high-flying offense, has whether it was with Mike McCarthy and with Jason Garrett. They've always had that type of offense that was putting points up. So Aaron Rodgers, whether he had a good team or not, whether the front office was drafting him players or not, Aaron Rodgers, I think, is still head and shoulders better than Dak Prescott. Well, keep in mind, Aaron Rodgers made the playoffs with Mike McCarthy how many times, too? Uh, I definitely am going to go with Aaron Rodgers as much as I don't want to. And I'm going to make two points here. Dak Prescott kind of always chokes early in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers typically chokes in the, you know, championship game. The championship conference game. Yeah. So definitely that's what I see. It's like he's choked in the NFC championship game a lot. I can't wait to see him do it in the AFC championship game. Our coworker Nikos Michaels, man, nice little post he tagged us in, but we'll ignore that for now. Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields. I mean, it's Jalen Hurts. We want Justin Fields to become Jalen Hurts. Uh yeah, I have to say Hurts. It hurts to say I want Hurts. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, Justin Herbert, I mean, look, at what would Minnesota do to have Justin Herbert throwing to Justin Jefferson? Yeah, unless they can bring Randy Moss back uh, for Kirk Cousins, yeah, it's Justin Herbert. Even then, even then, they would trade every single one of those Viking horns to get Justin Herbert in there. Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, I mean, this is the passing of the guard as we're going through this list, but Josh Allen is on another level compared to Russell Wilson. Yeah, like, we're starting to see the cream of the crop. Lamar Jackson, C.J. Stroud, Lamar Jackson, again, just, he's won an MVP. Yes. You know, like, the guy is just special in, in, in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tunga-Vailoa. 
I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I was going to say Lawrence. That's that's not hard, Mercado. Yeah, just, okay. Why did you make it sound like it was going to be tough? I thought it was going to be a little tougher than that, but it's not. Jared Goff and Joe Burrow, look it. Jared Goff, both of these guys are Super Bowl playing quarterbacks. Yet to win. But one of them looks like a Super Bowl winning quarterback without the wins. One so. of them, I, I can guarantee, will probably go back, and that's Joe Burrow. So Joe Burrow moves on. Now, it gets dangerous. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. Mahomes. Mahomes is one of the only players in history that can make it that easy to eliminate Aaron Rodgers in a greatest of all time list. I don't want to make. I don't want to give the spoiler because that's going to be boring. But yeah. I think we all know this one's fun. Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, the five and four seed. I'm going to say Justin Herbert. He can't run like Jalen Hurts. But let me put it to you this way: with the ball in his hand. Everybody is special. It's not just A.J. Brown, who's a great receiver, and Devontae Smith, who are great receivers already. Justin Herbert makes everybody a great receiver. Jalen Hurts is an awesome football player. He's a good quarterback. Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. I'm going to say Jalen Hurts here. Get your coin out here because as we saw, the, he came into the Eagles and he had a terrible season, yeah. a terrible Eagles team. Yeah. And in just one year, he managed to turn that around. And then within two years, he's going to the Super Bowl here. So we're going to put the flip in the air. It is heads. Justin Herbert moves on, but it is a close one. Here, I'll give you an argument for Jalen Hurts. He's been to a Super Bowl. Yes. So Jalen Hurts, that's no slouch. You know, no slouch to him. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Fascinating because Lamar Jackson has won an MVP and has played in big playoff games. I still want to go Josh Allen. I'm going to agree with you there because as I said about Deshaun Watson, I'll say this about Lamar Jackson. Despite winning MVP, I think he's still incredibly underrated as not that many people see him as a threat. Hell, the Ravens were looking to get rid of him this year. It's like, I'm like, if we didn't have Justin Fields, I'd be saying throw everything you got at this guy here. But yeah, I have to say Josh Allen here. It hurts to say, but Josh Allen definitely has all the potential and all the talent here. No disrespect to Lamar Jackson. Both great quarterbacks. If it comes down to what do they do that is special, they both are freaks when they're running with the ball. They're both, in different ways, hard to take down. And in different ways, in unique ways, they're dangerous with their arms. And the difference is i rather the bigger of the two. And that's Josh Allen. Absolutely. So we'll move Josh Allen, but you said Lamar Jackson. I mean, oh, well, we would give up. Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow. Sorry, Trevor. You have the greatest hair in the league. We love you. You're not getting packs. Cool, Joe. Joe moves on. We'll go. Yeah, it hurts to say maybe in a few years from now, but well, we'll see. There, Joe Burrow isn't like an old man either. The final four. The one Patrick Mahomes against the four Justin Herbert. The three Josh Allen against the two Joe Burrow. So we'll go Mahomes. We know he's going to go number one. Let me just ask you this simple question. Why yes, you have to ruin it? Yes or no, Mahomes over Herbert. But can Justin Herbert ever overtake Patrick Mahomes I in think, a power ranking? Uh, Not all time, but in power ranking. So is there going to be a season where Justin Herbert is head and shoulders better than Patrick Mahomes? A season? I don't think so. Maybe he'll okay. take player of the week over Mahomes okay. or something. Absolutely here. But like... Unless like Patrick, unless Andy Reid retires or Patrick Mahomes just like forgets how to play football and turns into uh, Joe Flacco, I really don't see anyone surpassing Mahomes. He's the next Tom Brady to me, so I just that's what I see. I don't see anyone surpassing him. He makes a buttload of money. 
it's not hurting the Chiefs. It's no. helping them. He's gotten them two Super Bowls, and he's been in the league like not even what he's on what his sixth or seventh season. Yeah, getting at least for sure on the second contract. So we're probably on year six, seven at least because it was what 2014. Sounds about right. Yeah, it's 15, 16. But let us know in the comment section below. But yeah, Justin Herbert will I think definitely at some point be a quarterback. Where we're like, yeah, he's the best quarterback in the league right now. But not, it's not right now. No. It's not right now. It's definitely not going to be all-time like Mahomes has a chance to be. But sorry, Justin, you're my other favorite Justin in the league, but it's got to go to Mahomes. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. My simple argument is anything Josh Allen does with the football as a quarterback, Joe Burrow does better. Running the ball, yeah, Josh Allen is a freak. But as a quarterback, as dangerous, the guy who's going to touch the ball 60 times, I will give my opportunity to Joe Burrow. Two minutes down in the game, got to go 60 yards and score a touchdown. I want Joe Burrow. You got to close out a game. I want Joe Burrow. You're playing the top defense in the league. I want Joe Burrow. I'm going to push back and say, I want Josh Allen here. So you have to get that coin out. Because if you remember the playoff game a few years ago, if it wasn't for a stupid coin flip, the Bills probably would have won that game against the Chiefs and would have gone to the Super Bowl. It would have been very interesting and very different to see here, but I definitely see Josh Allen has MVP potential written all over him. The two seed is going to be the heads. The three seed is the tail. It is up, and it is tails. Josh Allen gets in over Joe Burrow, and I am upset, which means our finals is Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. Like I said, Mercado, I want, this is going to be – why are you mad that you didn't get your man Joe Burrow here? We all know who's going to win number one. It's Patrick Mahomes. He is the only man to have a good 2020 when he signed that gigantic multi-hundred million dollar contract, something that I don't think anyone else in the NFL is going to ever get offered here. I cannot think of anyone who has ever called the second coming of Tom Brady other than Patrick Mahomes – and if it wasn't for Tom Brady, he'd probably have, you know, at least another Super Bowl ring on his hand here. But Patrick Mahomes, like I said from the beginning, this is going to be boring if we spoiled it because Patrick Mahomes is clearly the winner here. I mean, Josh Allen, no disrespect. I, you know, as I've been praising Josh Allen a lot of this year, it's hard to see anyone that's going to surpass Patrick Mahomes. That's, there's nobody. Patrick Mahomes is a once. Every, uh, how long did Tom Brady play? Every 20-something years, every 22 years, you're going to see a guy like that. Maybe a little less. But Patrick Mahomes, it just makes the most sense here. The Chiefs have two Super Bowl wins with Patrick Mahomes. They're going to probably get three. I could see Patrick Mahomes, if he stays with the Chiefs, or if Andy Reid stays with the Chiefs, getting as many rings as Tom Brady here. The joke was, in the year they played each other, it's like, oh, look, we got the guy everyone hates versus the guy everyone will eventually hate. Patrick Mahomes, despite being in the league for a while, he's the future of the NFL. He should be the face of the NFL. He is the greatest quarterback in the NFL here, and all the stats show it. I mean, everyone give everything they have for Patrick Mahomes here. Like, as we've been saying here, there is no one that I cannot think that any, as Mercado has been saying, you're not going to, unless you're the Chiefs, you're not giving up anyone to have that guy as your quarterback here. So Patrick Mahomes, uh, other than having a crazy wife and annoying little brother, he wins everything else. When we got to this point, we knew Patrick Mahomes was going to win the entire bracket. Like, it's until he's not the best quarterback in the league, he's the best quarterback in the league. And we'll know when that happens, but it took Tom Brady about 20 years. I'm not going to say it's going to take Mahomes 20 years, but we still have a good seven, eight years of Mahomes dominance. Absolutely. It's the LeBronism, it's the Jordanism, it's the Jeterism. Name your favorite player, all time great, whatever. 
we're in that era. We won't know it's over until it's finally over, you know? And I think the league is in a healthy place. Look at, like, we were you, we were busting each other's chops, but you look through it from Justin Fields all the way to Josh Allen, from Justin Fields down to Jordan Love, Sam Howe, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. Like, the league is wide open. We know who the Kings of the Pride are. But we know all the Cubs that are coming up, all the other Lions that are trying to make their way up Pride Rock. And I think it's really interesting to see how this league has gone. And I really wanted to do this because this is the last time this season we get to do something like this. Absolutely. Some players on this list are going to get injured. Some teams are going to go from first to worse, from last to division winners. That's just the way the NFL is. But I wanted to kind of gauge where Bears fans were. And we're also people who try to overthink this thing. You think Josh Allen's going to win the MVP? No, maybe it's Jalen Hurts. No. It's always the favorite, Patrick Mahomes, until something special happens. And that's why I raised the question, can Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, one day for a season or two be the quote-unquote unanimous best player because he's a quarterback, best quarterback in the league? Because that's all it takes to win one MVP in between his four. You know what I mean? I could see that happening, Mercado. Absolutely, yes. But, like, hands down, it's Mahomes is the best any day. And I do have a feeling it's going to kind of have the Jordan effect where some guys are going to win MVP just because they don't want to give it to Mahomes every year. I know the NFL is a little different. Look at how many freaking MVPs they gave Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and the one thing we know is true, unlike the NBA where anybody of the five positions come in an MVP, the quarterback is going to win the MVP in the NFL. Oh, yeah. So we'll see. There's an MVP that we just named on this list. It's probably Patrick Mahomes, but... Maybe it's one of these young kids that finally takes their next big step. But we want to know your thoughts. We're on Twitter at SportsCubicleTV. Check us out over on the SoundCloud at WCPT820. We're on YouTube at SportsCubicleTV. Just search us at the SportsCubicle. Everywhere else at Sports from the Couch. Check out our amazing friends who make this possible over at Sheets and Giggles. Use the promo code the SportsCubicle, Sports from the Couch, for 15% off your next order. And check out all the merch that we're doing at LuchaDog at LuchaDog.shop. For the marvelous one, Dan Marver. For Paul Shavari, for Devin Tingle, I'm Mike Mercado.